even people of no faith have two expectations of the church. The first is that the church gets along. The second is that the church should be the leader in addressing issues of poverty and social justice. Hi, my name is Dan Dick, the host of Church Matters. That's Willard Metzger, Executive Director of Mennonite Church Canada, pointing out that we Christians embarrass ourselves in the view of the non-Christian community. And sometimes we even embarrass other Christians. Let's face it, we're not always the best witnesses to the faith we profess, and that includes me. There's a lot of room for improvement. Willard Metzger was one of several leaders representing a variety of Christian faith traditions attending the citywide week of prayer service at Bethel Mennonite Church in Winnipeg on January 20th, 2013. Today we'll bring you an adapted for Lent version of Willard's sermon at that prayer service. I'll set it up for you with this summary from the first eight verses of 2 Peter 1 from the Living Bible Translation. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Then learn to know him better and better. For as you know him better, he will give you, through his great power, everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. And by that same mighty power, he has given us all the other rich and wonderful blessings he promised. For instance, the promise to save us from the lust and rottenness all around us, and to give us his own character. But to obtain these gifts, you need more than faith. You must also work hard to be good, and even that is not good enough. For then you must learn to know God better and discover what he wants you to do. Next, learn to put aside your own desires so that you will become patient and godly, gladly letting God have his way with you. This will make possible the next step, which is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. And finally, you will grow to love them deeply. The more you go on in this way, the more you will grow strong spiritually and become fruitful and useful to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's listen to Willard's teaching now. As Christians, we once again find ourselves in the season of Lent, which inevitably leads us to the sadness of Jesus' sacrifice and then the joyful hope in his resurrection. It is a good time to ask once again, what does the Lord require of us? I believe this is a critical question for individual Christians, as well as our corporate Christian communities and institutions, our area churches, and our national church. Each time we gather to worship, we make an important statement. Our gatherings are an expression of solidarity in an increasingly fragmented world. Rising tribalism and societal discords begs people of faith to model an alternative sentiment. Because this is an expression of commitment to the entire human family, it is a gathering of solidarity with each other as much as it is with those who do not gather with us for worship. It is heartbreaking to admit, but admit we must, that religious tension has been and continues to be a contributing factor in global strife. But it is also encouraging to recognize that faith is one of the most positive influences in civil society. Interfaith initiatives, such as the Canadian Interfaith Call for Leadership and Action on Climate Change in 2011, evidence the power of cooperation. People of faith across religious expression join together to insist that our Canadian government take leadership in climate justice. Mennonite Church Canada belongs to movements such as the Canadian Council of Churches and the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada. Together, we are a witness to the ability for Christian organizations to be in healthy relationship. 
And in Canada, we are thrilled to have six church bodies holding membership in both of these circles. Canadian Council of Churches and Evangelical Fellowship of Canada work together with other organizations to produce a call to our Canadian government in 2007 entitled Vision to Action, Faith-Based Movement for a Canada Without Poverty. These examples of cooperation are something to celebrate indeed. It is striking to me that these efforts of cooperation center on what we can do together for others. I think this is a focus applauded by our Canadian society. Even people of no faith have two expectations of the church. The first is that the church gets along. Non-religious people recognize that if it feels as though we are competing with one another, we are not displaying an attribute of the divine. The second is that the church should be the leader in addressing issues of poverty and social justice. Again, even non-religious people know that those claiming to be representatives of God should be in the forefront of dealing with issues of pain and sorrow for the human family. So while I think the focus of what we can do together for others is applauded by Canadian society, I also think it is a focus celebrated by our Lord. I might even suggest it is a focus modeled by our Lord. The Luke 24 account of Jesus meeting the disciples on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection is an example of this modeling. It is a curious thing, is it not, that the disciples did not recognize Jesus until he once again broke bread with them, the symbol of a sacrificial act of redemption. In verses 25 to 26, we read, Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? This conversation apparently did not prompt the disciples to recognize him. Neither did the recalling of the miraculous triumph over death in verses 22 to 24, where we read, Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. It was not until Jesus returned to the posture of the suffering servant that the eyes of the disciples were opened. This is not to suggest that the recollection of the miracle and its meaning were worthless. Not so. The disciples testified that their hearts were burning during this conversation. So it is not that the miracles and theology were insignificant, but it does appear that they were insufficient. Only when theology and miraculous activity is encompassed by acts of sacrificial love are eyes opened and the redemptive Christ is revealed. Unity is an important gesture. It reflects the will of the Christian community to be in relationship. This is an important testimony. But the true display of Christ is manifested when we unite together in sacrificial love for others. A community focused only on being together has minimum impact on those not part of the community. But a community focused on giving of themselves for the benefit of others is a community of great impact to everyone. This is the community the people of God are invited into. It seems to me that our Canadian context provides three concrete opportunities for us to be that type of community. Let me suggest to you that for the church in Canada to have integrity, 
it must be engaged in indigenous relations, climate justice, and interreligious dialogue. These are three opportunities that beg for new relationships across traditional religious and cultural boundaries. In our Canadian context, indigenous relations, climate justice, and interreligious dialogue demand engagement. The Christian Church and the wider Mennonite Church must be a full participant in the truth and reconciliation process. This is not about blaming our white ancestors who were enticed to settle in Canada by offers of cheap or free land. It is about what our response will be now, generations later, to the knowledge that our immigrant ancestors, perhaps unwittingly, displaced other people. Healing and confession are inseparable partners. We have all been impacted by a common past in Canadian history. Speaking the truth must be accompanied by acknowledgement and humble acceptance. Our own spiritual health is dependent on our willingness to help make right a grievous wrong. Indigenous relations are a vital invitation for right relationship in a land we must share together. The Christian Church has an important voice in climate justice. As a reflection and representation of the broken body of Christ, we cannot cooperate with consumption patterns that depict insatiable hunger and greedy gorging of the earth's resources. Even a simplistic concern for the human family requires just access and equitable consumption of that which the Creator supplied for our corporate survival. A political claim on any of the Earth's resources must be governed by a global responsibility of stewardship rather than a geographical confinement of economic growth. Climate justice is a global call for ecumenical engagement. The Christian Church also ought to be leaders in opening the door for interreligious dialogue. Religious conflicts benefit no one. Such displays of intolerance only serve to silence spiritual yearnings of all. When people of faith reflect the divine attributes of love, mercy, forgiveness, and peace, it becomes impossible for nationalistic aggression to claim religious endorsement or favor. This is not to suggest that we gravitate to the lowest common denominator as religions. It is instead to suggest that people of faith must be able to model healthy and respectful dialogue. I applaud the Honorable Philip Lee, Lieutenant Governor of Manitoba, for initiating the annual Award for the Advancement of Interreligious Understanding. This is a spiritual request for relationship. This is a model for other provinces across this great land. Healthy and respectful interreligious dialogue is a request for peace. Our Canadian context compels us to embrace engagement in indigenous relations, climate justice, and interreligious dialogue. Our cooperation and shared worship is to be applauded and celebrated. When we join together in causes that are beyond our immediate benefit, we imitate the breaking of bread and reveal the risen Christ. Our shared love for God and our mutual commitment to our neighbor require such energy. May the Spirit of God and the love of Christ guide us in this important ministry. Thank you for those words to Willard Metzger, Executive Director of Mennonite Church Canada. I believe Willard's words can be summed up neatly in the title of a song that was popular in the 1960s, They Will Know We Are Christians By Our Love. 
When we mere humans make decisions about our work, businesses, finance, or family lives, we often say we will err on the side of caution. But as people of faith who are called to be in relationship with all humanity, I urge you to think about erring on the side of love. That wraps up today's episode. Join us next month for another challenging edition of Church Matters. We have over 20,000 listeners of this program. In addition, in 2012, Church Matters podcasts were downloaded nearly 6,000 times. We are grateful for each and every listener. To continue hearing Church Matters, please consider supporting this program with a gift to Mennonite Church Canada. To give, just call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the donate link. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living. Salt and light as people of the way. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.